Hello, hello. My name is Jennifer Tom. And I'm Darlene Rampa. And we're in Papua today, darling. We are. <laughs> we actually did not plan this. However, <laughs> it's grief talk and it's all about lessons learned through life and loss. Mm -hmm. And we are so excited about our topic today. It is community grief. What does that mean? What does that mean, darling? <laughs> community grief. Whenever anything happens in our communities, even when it happens to us individually, it always impacts more than just us. Mm -hmm. So when there's a loss, when there is um, loss of somebody who dies, it impacts family, friends, and the community. Mm -hmm. um, when there's uh, something happens in the community, when COVID happened, it impacted us all. So community grief is really talking about how, how we impact each other and how grief impacts us as a community. I love it and love it. I love this topic. Please grab your coffee. Remember, it's Wednesday and it's always coffee time with us. <laughs> I love my coffee. Sometimes I start shaking because I've had too much. Anyway, back to basics. It's about community grief and how do we support each other? How do we support each other in community? So we have a, an amazing quote that uh, we love dearly. And uh, we are going to share with you the quote because Darlene and I just love quotes. And I don't know, like I screenshot quotes, I love quotes, I find them like they stick with me when it's a quote. quote. Yeah. yeah, anyway, Darlene. So this quote, and this is a really familiar one, so we want to kind of um, discuss and talk about this one. And it's the quote, laugh and the world laughs with you, weep and you weep alone. That is such a powerful statement about how often people feel when they're in grief that they are all alone. Mm, I love that. You know, it is actually, it just breaks my heart to even think that when we have good news, when things are going well, we are so excited to share with the world. However, when we have things not going as expected mm -hmm. and when there's change and loss mm -hmm. we feel we need to be alone mm -hmm. this is tragic like it's mm -hmm. so sad and the question is where does this come from mm -hmm. i just talking about it i'm thinking about you know when you're little and you're told man up boys don't cry this this do you think that affects that we don't want to share when we are sad because of how we've been raised, because of how what we've been told when we were little. Mm -hmm. And then when things happen in life, we feel we need to do this alone and you don't need to share. Mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it's powerful what we learn, right? It's powerful about what we hear. We don't have to, we don't have to tell somebody when they're excited, especially a child. If you look at a child and they're excited about something, mm -hmm. what do they do? They get all, they want to tell everybody they're so excited. And what do we do? We encourage them. Yeah, that, thank you for sharing. That's great. We'll get all excited with them. But when they start trying to share something that's, that's sad or that they're upset about, often our first reaction is don't feel sad. You don't have to go there. You don't have to feel sad. We will get you another um, something else. We will, don't be sad, don't cry. Um, and we comfort them. And we actually are then 
teaching them, giving them that learned behavior that they shouldn't feel bad. That somehow feeling bad isn't a good a good way to express yourself or or to say. And so then we often that's where we often learn not to share our feelings, to grieve alone. That nobody's gonna cry with us when we we cry, um, because people don't want those uncomfortable feelings. Um, and so often we push we we actually comfort people or get people not to share their feelings because it were uncomfortable oh my goodness so good so good darling did you know grieving alone is not healthy even though we feel like we need to isolate we feel like we don't we need to be alone it is not healthy actually grieving people tend to isolate well that is true and isolation is a major problem for grieving people it's not a natural tendency it is a learned behavior mm. who knew mm. who knew it's a learned behavior because we feel we need to isolate because of like the quote that darwin just mm. read about crying alone and not sharing mm. not just isolating and i mm. so what we are saying is that isolation is a common response mm. to grief which is actually so sad mm-hmm. right because we are social beings mm-hmm. we when you are surrounded by others and when we can share those good times it should be that we can share the bad times mm-hmm. too and not isolate mm-hmm. however we know this isolation business mm-hmm. it's from what we learned mm-hmm. from the time we were little mm-hmm. like i remember when i was little we told go cry in your room when I was laughing, nobody told me go laugh in your room. <laughs> they just told me go cry in your room and be quiet, like go in your room. And when I'm happy and everything, everybody wants to be around me. Like, what is that? <laughs> so that teaches us, and as I grew older, that if I have major loss or life change, I isolate and I go to my room, just the way I used to be told go to my room. And it's not healthy. It is not healthy. And that's when we talk about community grief. It's healthy as being able to share in your community. Healthy is having that safe place where you can talk and you can share your sad feelings. And you realize you're not alone because those losses impact everyone. Even though it's unique, everybody experiences it different. Everybody's experiencing loss. We always say we're all 100% grievers. Everybody's had loss. And, um, and when, but when we isolate, the danger of isolating is starting to feel like nobody understands me, nobody cares. It's like going spiraling down into into a hole where you where when you aren't sharing, then that's when um, and you're isolating. That's when you don't you think you're all alone, and then you don't reach out for help because you think nobody will understand. Oh, I love it, and I love when you say, anytime we think nobody understands, the tendency is we'll not ask for help. So I love what my coach friend Richard says that out of 7 billion people, <laughs> there is somebody who has gone through the life event you're going through. Mm-hmm. And so somebody out there actually understands. So the thought of nobody understands is actually not true mm-hmm. because someone out of 7 billion people, someone understands. So 
And the reason why we need to change that mindset that nobody understands is because when we think nobody understands, we tend to isolate. And when we isolate, is we will not ask for help. And that's when we get to the spiral. Mm-hmm. And I love how Darlene demonstrates this spiral. Let's talk about this spiral before we talk about ways we can support each other. So again, when life is going good, when we are connected, we tend to be out in the community. We we tend to be sharing with with people around, attending events, um, just connecting with people on a on in a broad sense. Um, and then, but when something life happens, when something um, we have a loss, when something we're under stress, we ought, we tend then to to start spiraling and start. Um, spiraling around and start um, shortening or, or not shortening, um, just not not connecting with as many people. So we start, our circle starts shrinking and soon, and then soon we're just with friends, with friends. So we'll go with friends, but we won't go out to a big event. Um, and then we keep spiraling down. And sometimes that turns into then we're just with our family in our house. We don't want to go out even with friends or um, we, we start isolating ourselves even from those friendships. And then it keeps spiraling. And so now we're just in our family. And then we can start spiraling until we're in a room. Teenagers are great at this. They're just in their room. They spend all their time in their room. And they're only connecting. They're not connecting or hearing anyone else. And nobody's hearing their voice. And so then they keep spiraling down until it's just it's just them. And that's when they feel alone. That's when you feel alone, when you are just in your room with your own thoughts. Um, and there's no one else to connect with, no one else for, for you to even get different input about what you're thinking. And that can lead to spiral out. And that's when people get stuck, when they don't reach for help, when they can't, they don't want to be around anybody. And that's a dangerous place to be. I love that analogy of spiraling down. And now our mission is to support each other on spiraling back up so how what are the ways that we can support each other to spiral back to communities because community grief is all about all of us together supporting each other so we are going to share a few ways of helping each other spiral back and be there for each other right so Darlene, do you want to start with one? Because I think that's your, this is Darlene's like top skill. If you want to meet somebody who has, who has this master is Miss Darlene. Let her share. Again, when we spiral down, it's just like when we spiral down, when we try to spiral upward, we want, we start with just one, even one person. If we aren't connecting with anyone, again, just it's, it's connecting to that one person. Or if you see somebody in a hole, it's, it's probably that individual that you can just have that conversation. And the most important thing is to listen. That's got it. That's the number one thing we need to do with people who are in grief. That's the number one thing we want when we, we just want somebody to hear a voice. We want to be able to say those things that are going around in our head. And once we can say them and get them out and have somebody who listens to them, that's, that helps us start processing. And that starts us spiraling upwards where we can start trusting people. We always say in our groups when people come is that we're a heart with ears, right? We want to listen with our hearts. We don't want to try and fix people. We don't want to bring that judgment once once we start intellectualizing their grief intellectualizing their emotions then we start trying to fix them and we start if we're uncomfortable we want to make them not 
be uncomfortable. So we try to give them things that they can do um, when, when all they really need is to be listened to and heard. I love that. So Dali, she is the biggest listener. She listens with the heart with ears. Every time, like seriously, she has taught me. I'm still learning. I'm working on it, on being a listener like she is. Because if when we say heart with ears, she is one of them. She listens with the heart. And I find, as you said, intellectual, when we listen with this, we are working on fixing, like I just shared a story about, uh, I was sharing something personal and uh, somebody said, well, this, and I realized they're listening to this and I shut down. So there's no way I'm telling them anything uh, because they're trying to fix me. Most of us who we are all reverse 100% don't need to be fixed. We just need to be listened to and listened with a heart with ears. And um, I aspire to be like that. I aspire to be like Darlene where I can just listen and not fix because I'm a problem solver. <laughs> and I'm learning every day. And that's why I love we've talked because not only are we sharing what we've learned, but I'm also learning. I'm a student here. So here is the key. How can you be that safe person that someone will come to you? How could we all be a Dali? <laughs> no, right? But do you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, how can we be that person who listens to the heart? It's a practice, it's a habit, it's intentional. Make it intentional when you meet a friend, don't try to fix them or solve them when they're sharing something personal or life change. They just need a to be listened to. And so I want to be that person that someone can talk to me and create that safe space because we are missing that in our community. We're missing that because people say things that are hurtful. People say things that you don't want to tell them anything else. People make comments that make it worse. And that's what I'm excited about next week because we'll be talking about what to say and what not to say, which we have on our book when flowers are written up. We, at the back of the book, there's a whole list. And seriously, it's practice. We've all said something that we're like, oh no, right? However, we could all start again. We could all start afresh and be intentional because we want to be that safe person and not the person who makes it worse. Because if we can all create a safe place for each other, then our community can grieve together. And then we start spiraling upward and we start sharing with more and more people. Because once you can share with one person, then those are people are safe, then you're up and you can share with your family. And then it actually spirals out till we have a community that shares. I love it. I love it. So that's one way, being a listener with heart, with ears, not here. Our next one is connection, mm -hmm. connecting with each other. You know, I make it a habit. Again, I'm still learning. I text three people, three different people every day to just say, hey, I'm thinking of you. You can text, you can use a voicemail, you can write. Actually, we've lost the skill of writing letters. I remember when I used to receive nice written, you know, that's connection. We don't need to wait until there's a loss. We don't need to wait until there's a life event to start saying, oh my goodness, right? If we just connected with each other and creating that trust with each other and knowing that we actually care with each other in the good and the bad. 
connecting with each other is key mm -hmm. and yeah. that's why we love stronger life connections because it's all about connecting with you <laughs> so please connect with us and we are creating this space for each other and you might meet other people that you could connect to so that's our another way to support each other in the community yeah. and lastly darling what's the what's the other okay so we have listening we have connecting with each other and we i like this one of I guess we put it together, being the part, creating that safe place mm -hmm. for others. Mm -hmm. You know, most times when we think about safe, we think about how others should create a safe place. But how about us being intentional of being the safe place, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Instead of waiting for someone else mm -hmm. to create that. I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love mm -hmm. it. What are your comments, our friends? Please share with us. We would love to hear how do we support each other? I guess uh, the third one was the one that we will share next week mm -hmm. about things not to say. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they're actually, in, like they're well intended. Mm -hmm. Some things we say mm -hmm. hurt people. Mm -hmm. And they're then, not helpful for people. Right? Mm -hmm. They're not helpful and they break that mm -hmm. trust and mm -hmm. they break relationships mm -hmm. and we make people isolate because they think, I mean, they feel mm -hmm. not heard. Mm -hmm. So coming next mm -hmm. week, we're mm -hmm. gonna go through the list. We'll talk about what you shouldn't say, what not to say, and maybe what to say. Mm -hmm. And then even if we mastered two or three things mm -hmm. as a community, as we grieve, we'll help each other will support each other than hurt each other. So please tune in next week because it's going to be amazing. And until next week, have an amazing week. Connect with us. Check out our resources. And also don't forget to download our book When Flowers Aren't Enough on our website. And you can get all this material that we are sharing with you. Thank you.